Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Today, I have the leader of the academic world here at TMI joining me to share a little bit about herself, her path into education, and, of course, academics. Joining me today is our Associate Head of School, Ann Schaefer-Salinas. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ann. Thank you for inviting me, Stephanie. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Well, I'm excited, too. So you come to us with a wealth of experience, and although it feels like you've already been part of this community forever, you really just joined us this summer. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and share how you started working in education. Okay, so I am, I guess, a little bit about myself from a personal side. I'm a mom, mm -hmm. I'm a wife, uh, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, and I'm an auntie. Uh, I got, I sort of fell into education mm -hmm. from when I was in college and even when I was in high school, education was not even on my radar as something that I was going to do. Originally, I was going to be an astronaut. Mm -hmm. uh, that was very cool. And then the Air Force Academy didn't want me. I was not quite oh, physically no. fit enough to go to the Air Force Academy. So there went my dreams of the Air Force Academy and NASA. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then I got into business Mm -hmm. which I did for a little bit and realized that I was not changing the world with uh, because I was working in hospitality. And sometimes you don't always get exactly what you think you're going to get. You know, the tasting meals don't always look exactly the way they arrive. And uh, so brides might be upset or they're upset about silly things. But when you're a bride, it's not necessarily a silly thing. And so I realized I just I was not changing the world with doing that. So I went back to school, followed my original passion of history, which had been instilled in me in high school from some amazing history teachers themselves. And as I was doing that, I started volunteering at my church and got involved with the youth ministry program and realized I actually enjoyed working with teenagers and got my teaching credential and got into education. Mm -hmm. And so taught in the classroom for a number of years, taught everything in high school history with the exception of AP government taught everything else, uh, including psychology, which mm -hmm. was an interesting stint. <laughs> <laughs> and then my principal at the time invited me to join an administrative credentialing program because she thought that I might be a good administrator. So I did. And now here I am. That's fantastic. And how many years has it been that you've been in education? I have been in education, gosh, probably close to 25 years now. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Well, we definitely are glad to have you here and all that experience with you. So what kind of advice would you give? You kind of, you talked about how your path kind of meandered until you finally found this love and what you're doing now. What kind of advice would you give to students who are maybe unsure about what they're doing and some advice and tips on how they can find their path? That's such a great question. More so I think now than ever before. Uh, I think it's really important for students to listen to that inner voice. If there's something that really brings them joy, there are so many more career paths available now than I think we ever had when we were growing up 
that if they can figure out what it is that brings them joy, because you spend an awful lot of time at work. Our, our work days are really long now. I think technology plays into that a little bit. So you want to really love what you do. So listening to that inner voice, talking to people that you think, hey, I kind of am interested in that job, or wow, I wonder what it's like to do mm-hmm. that job. Talk to f- people and learn a little bit more about it and see what you can do to get just get yourself exposed to those areas where you find yourself being drawn. And if you can do that, if you can be happy with what you do, the rest is going to come. Mm-hmm. But I think surrounding yourself with some mentors, some some other folks who have walked a path, not necessarily your path, but a similar path of finding their way and taking their advice and, and helping yourself just mm-hmm. to, to find, find those goals. Definitely great advice. So you shared, I'm going to switch topics here. You shared in chapel at the beginning of this year a little bit about what our theme, See the Light in Each Other, means to you. Can you talk a little bit about that and just share with our listeners today what that means to you? Sure. For me, seeing the light in each other is really about seeing the good in each other and recognizing that we all, we're all different, but we're all different in unique ways, right? Uh, Father Nate was preaching in chapel today about how we are all Mm -hmm. made perfect just the way we are. And for each person, I think what that perfect means looks different, right? We can see the images that are splashed up on social media and think, oh, that's perfect. That's what Mm -hmm. I need to be going for. Or we see people who are super, super successful, and we just see that outer shell. We don't really Mm -hmm. see the inside. And for seeing the light, we need to see the whole person. We need to see what's in them as well, not just whatever that facade is that's on Instagram or Snapchat Mm -hmm. or Facebook or splashed on the, the tabloids in the supermarket. We need to really see who the person is because we all have strengths. And when we start to see that everybody's got different strengths and we learn how to work together with those different strengths, then we start really creating something that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And if we ignore those strengths of others because we think that we've got it all, or when we ignore the strengths because we think, oh, they got this weird quirk about them, or, huh, I don't like that smile, or I don't like the color she's wearing, then we we start to shut down and we're no longer open to the whole person. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. We are all unique and we definitely each have a light in all of us. And it's so great to see that coming out and to just have that highlighted this year. So one of your passions is being an advocate for students with different learning styles. Can you share a little bit about that passion and then talk about some of the resources that we have here at TMI that help support our students and all the different learning styles? Sure. So I have become very passionate about advocating for students with learning differences because of my own experience as a mom, because my son has some learning differences. And as his mom, I have seen over the years when there is support for him and how he can just soar and fly. And when the support is shut down and he's expected to fit into a box, how he becomes very closed off and he is unsuccessful and I see his self-esteem plummet and I don't want that for other kids. Mm-hmm. I, I see that giving just giving a little bit of voice and choice for students to demonstrate their learning gives those students so much more self-confidence and really boosts their self-esteem and helps them to be more effective learners. And then that also, it opens up the classroom because now their voice is included in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm really passionate about it because I've seen it 
myself. The resources that we have here, that's such a great question. We've got actually many resources, starting with the classroom teachers, because all of our classroom teachers at the different grade levels, they are, they are, are they, they are either coming to us with wonderful experience from their previous teaching mm -hmm. positions, or they are learning w along with other faculty and staff here as we bring more professional learning onto the campus of how to just basically differentiate your instruction in the classroom, for example. Providing voice and choice in student assessments. Are you going to write a paper or are you going to create a video? Or are you going to do a 3D scale model, right, that you're uh, printing somewhere else, you know, on one of our 3D printers? So figuring out what is going to really respond to the students and allow them to demonstrate their learning. So the classroom teachers are really good at that. Beyond that, we have our learning specialist, Mary Richmeyer, who is mm -hmm. brand new this year. And she's really working not only with faculty who have kids in their classes that have some diagnosed learning differences to give them some tools, but she's also working with other students that teachers think maybe there is a learning difference here and helping to have those conversations. So she is a great resource. We also have our uh, wellness team, which really is part of that bigger picture as mm -hmm. well, because if you're not able to succeed in the classroom in a way that you feel confident again, as I was saying with my own son, the self-esteem plummets. So our wellness team led by Tracy Carter are able to help address the mental side of that, the, the social emotional mm -hmm. component of those students to help them feel better about what they're doing. So it's it, there are a number of different uh, resources that we mm -hmm. have on campus to help reach the kids where they're at and help them be lifted up and show their learning and move forward as students and as people. We definitely have some amazing resources on this campus. And I love how you didn't say it here, but you said it in your chapel talk that thinking and learning differently is really just thinking and learning. And that's what we promote here at TMI. And we've got a ton of resources to do it. So just fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more about academics at TMI. What are some of your hopes and some of our institutional academic goals for this year? Okay, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> you can separate it into <laughs> two parts. Right. So this year I'm really doing a lot of observing and listening mm -hmm. and trying to figure out, uh, because there are so many strengths here, I know that I haven't even tapped into all of them yet. Uh, I see the amazing teaching that's going on. I sit in on department meetings and hear the wonderful conversations, the really deep thinking that they're doing about just questioning, huh, mm -hmm. are these classes the right classes for our kids? Is this what we need to be offering? Or is there a different elective we could be offering that would be better? Or should we structure this class differently to better meet the needs of our students, not only while they're here, but also to prepare them for their next step when they leave TMI? So all of that's going on, and we're really we're, we don't want our curriculum to be stagnant, but we need to be intentional about where it goes next. So those conversations are happening to make mm -hmm. sure that what we're doing is on point for what our students need. As far as goals that we have, I think the biggest goal is just making sure that we are meeting the needs and that we are staying relevant. Mm -hmm. The The world today is changing so quickly. I know that Father Scott has shared with parent groups on a number of occasions, and I'm sure you know our parents are very well read. Mm -hmm. They know that, that 
many of the jobs our kids are going to be entering into don't exist yet. Yeah. So how do we prepare them for that? And so it's not as much anymore teaching them the content mm-hmm. because we can Google the content. We can, <laughs> you know, we all walk around with these really powerful yeah. computers. So instead it's about what do you do with that information? And so teaching them the skills that will make them hireable, right? The, the critical thinking, the problem mm-hmm. solving, the analysis, communication, that's so important. And that's one that our students, the, the generation's below us, they're they're losing the ability to communicate effectively a lot of times because they're so used to texting and if it fits in 160 mm-hmm. characters or less. And so being able to have really pointed and informative conversations and give good presentations, those are skills that it doesn't matter what the content is. So we're working hard to make sure we're attacking those skills. Mm-hmm. And again, the departments are taking a look at how, when and where do we teach these skills and are we properly scaffolding them? And while that's a goal this year, that's really a long-term goal because that is a big process mm-hmm. to evaluate what you're doing and figure out how to do it better and more intentionally. Uh, but those are those are really sort of mm-hmm. I, if I, if I was to pick one thing, I think yeah. that's probably the one thing that we are really focusing on this year. And it is a big process, just as you mentioned. And even though it's it's a big process, I got to say from the staff side, it's really impressive to watch all of the faculty members as they've been tackling just how fast the world is changing and how they're adapting and how they're bringing all these different things into their classrooms. And it really is just phenomenal to to watch our students as the end product of what is coming out of their classrooms. And it's just really remarkable, the, the work that they're doing and just the bigger picture of knowing that this is how we need to adapt and change and prepare the students. Yeah. So a lot of great stuff. So we're just about to wrap up this first semester. I know it's it's November, but these next few <laughs> weeks are going to just fly by with Thanksgiving and Christmas break almost upon us. So with that in mind, what kind of advice do you have for our parents uh, to help our students get through and kind of face and take on the next semester? That's a really good question. For parents, I know it's really hard to not want to micromanage what your kids are doing, but I really would encourage the parents to check in with their students, but also let the students do a little bit of the driving as far as what's due, when is it due. I think a lot of our kids still need help and guidance with time management because there are so many pressures and responsibilities. And this is where parents can really be helpful in saying, you know what, you're not going to do X today because you need to focus on Y or you need to take a break. I want to be able to sit down at the dinner table and know I've got more than 15 minutes with you tonight at the dinner mm-hmm. table. Or when it's when it's 11 o'clock, you know what, whatever homework you didn't get done, we'll deal with it, but I'm taking your books away, I'm taking your phone, and you're going to go to bed. You need to get some sleep. So that's where parents can be really helpful mm-hmm. is monitoring their, their sleep habits, their nutrition habits, making mm-hmm. sure that they're not just living off of soda and potato chips. <laughs> or is it pop here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I forget, too. I'm from uh, Utah, and then I lived in Illinois, so the soda and pop thing. Right. I know it's a, big, <laughs> it's a big thing. Uh, and making sure that they are, they're balanced. If they, Are they getting time with friends and family, or is it always just academics? Students perform so much better when they are well-rested, when they are well-fed, and when they feel good about themselves. And if all they're doing is books, 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 they're not going to perform as well. We want the best 
performance from our mm-hmm. students, especially we want them to finish strong at the end of the semester. So parents just sort of helping to manage those peripheral pieces is is huge. And checking in with them, not trying to be the driver of mm-hmm. the schedule, but checking in and where do you need support? Where do you need help? What's coming up? Do you have everything laid out? How do we manage your time so mm-hmm. you can fit everything in? That's perfect advice. I love that. What a great way to kind of have some tips and advice for the end of this semester, but also going forward as well. So as we get ready to wrap up, can you share with us what is the most invigorating or inspiring thing for you about working in education? Wow. Might be hard to pick just one. I was going (laughs) to say. I think the opportunity to interact with the students and the teachers Mm -hmm. every day because those interactions are, are going to be different. With the students, it's just seeing seeing the joy on mm-hmm. their faces, hearing about something that they did. I was, As I was walking to my office today, I was chatting with one of the girls in the core, and we were talking, we were both talking about how excited we are that it's Thursday, because mm-hmm. from my perspective, it's Thursday, it's almost the weekend. <laughs> from her perspective, she's in the core, it's Thursday, I get to wear my ACUs. <laughs> and so just kind of hearing different perspectives mm-hmm. from kids, things like that. Um, and being able to have really awesome, creative conversations with the mm-hmm. teachers about lessons and units and plans and where are they going and how can they collaborate with their colleagues. It's it's never the same thing twice, yeah. right? And a lot of people can say that about their jobs. Honestly, because we are in such a human business, mm-hmm. it is never the same thing twice, and that's what makes it exciting. It definitely is exciting. And it's fun to get those little stories and those little interactions just between classes or wherever you might be on campus. It's just, it's fun to get a glimpse into each of the lives of the students that are here. So. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we that you wanted to share as we get ready to wrap up that maybe we didn't get a, talk, a chance to talk about today? I don't think so. I just, I'm really excited to be here at TMI. It is an amazing community, and I'm really enjoying getting to know everybody and getting to know the community and the culture and just having fun with it. Well, like I said at the beginning, you've just got here, really, but it does feel like you've been a part of the community forever. So it's great to have you here, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about yourself and giving our our parents and our listeners a little chance to learn a little bit more about you and a little bit about the academics going on here at TMI. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.